Hey guys, Mike and Brad here from Office of the CISO. And uh, a conversation that comes up a lot is who should the chief information security officer actually report to? So we dive into it. Stay tuned. All right, Brad. So I've actually been asked this question in the past two weeks. Hmm. And... Uh, I know you've been asked several times throughout your career as well, especially from organizations that may or may not have a mature program. Obviously, they don't have a mature program if they're asking this question. But Fair enough. Uh, you know, a lot of organizations seem to have issue or questions about who the chief information security officer should actually report to from an org chart standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. And this... There's 11 million different ways to do it. You can always skin the cat differently. Um, you have folks that say, you know, it should report to the CEO or to the board of directors or to the CIO or, you know, you're uh, a risk officer or a financial officer, things like that. Right, right. And we have our opinions based on what we've seen work in the past. And we're actually going to talk through some of those. Um, but kind of the gist and who was the uh who's the website security intelligence i think was the security intelligence.com yeah, security intelligence.com is an article so security intelligence.com posted an article talking about what would be considered best practice mm -hmm. from the standpoint of who a CISO should report to right and we thought that was a very good thing to actually talk about because like i said we've been asked recently but also, I wanted to kind of pick through what they consider pros and cons to see right. if we necessarily agree with it, right? So one of the main ones that tends to come up, and it's usually the one that I probably side with the most, is reporting to the CEO sure, and or the highest ranking person in an organization. Right. And take note that that may not be a person. It might be a group of people like a board of directors. Right. So we're going to start right off with the one that I think we both kind of agree with probably should be the the one in our minds. Yeah, yeah. So the article breaks it down into CEO, CIO, and CFO. And then you and I talked about it a little bit. We think there may be others that, that it should re report to as well. We can mm -hmm. get to those. But the first one that the article discusses is the CEO, the uh, chief executive officer. Um, that's in, in the organization that tends to be the, the, the highest level to report to as far as the execution of the vision of the strategy for the organization. So it makes sense that you want security initiatives to have that dude's ear. Right? Yeah. I mean, we always say you can't, security doesn't work unless the people at the very top believe it. Right. Right. It, it is, it, it can happen grassroots from the bottom up, but it's, way more difficult to do it that way than it is to have leadership buy-in and trickle-down security throughout the organization. Yeah. Yeah, starting from the bottom and working your way up. The only reason why it makes its way up is because the people at the bottom are, have progressed throughout their careers well, probably. Well, that and they build relationships with people like that. And that, that method takes years, decades, things for, for, for it to actually become effective. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if leadership can step in and say, we're going to do this and we're going to do it right, then they can push that charge because, of course, if they say it, then they have to back it up with a continued front and yeah. uh, resources and like a, 
a top of mind when discussions are happening. Security needs to be part of the discussion, that kind of a thing. And uh, if the if the CISO reports directly to the CEO, then that can happen. That can happen from the absolute top. Uh, the the uh, the executive officer of the organization will be the one that has the CISO talking directly to him. Um, the article lays out a couple of pros and cons. Uh, the, so on the pro side, it helps maintain the prioritization of security initiatives, and it also helps to ensure that security is considered in the initiatives and uh, like projects and the strategies of the organization, right? Yeah, and the thought process there is if you have a COO, chances are they only care about operations yeah. up and running. They don't right. necessarily care about if it's up and running securely. Right. Because that's not their cup of tea, their bread and butter, all that. Most of the time, their SLAs are focused on downtime, uh, uptime, downtime, exactly. that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Right. So some of the cons that the article mentioned, and, and I, I agree with these. I think they're, I think they're fair. Um, it can cause tension between the CISO and the CIO. Oh, yeah. Because they may not collaborate well, both answering at the same level. And that, that can happen. That can happen. I, I mean... I've been in an organization where the COO and the CISO were on the same level and the secretary of IT or the director of IT or chief mm-hmm. information, whatever. They both answered was the top, So they, they answered to him. Right. And the CISO and the COO would butt heads because the things that the CISO were impl- was implementing or trying to implement at the time caused the COO to have to change processes that right. they were really fond of because right. uptime, uptime, uptime. Even though some of those changes would have actually mitigated some of the downtime issues that they had previously. Well. Thanks to change management and those things. <laughs> and I, I know that, that a lot of CIOs and a lot of COOs, as soon as they hear that security is going to get in on the conversation, they immediately think that it's the, the no team showing up telling you what you can't do. We don't just say no. We no, say no, no, but. Like, not this way, rather this way. Like, we can still get things done. We just have to think about them before we go publish our database service to the Internet. How right? much How much of those negative interactions do you think are because non-security folks aren't in line with the fact that availability is very much part of our... Oh, absolutely. They, they don't realize that we don't just care about... You can't get to it unless you should have it, but we care about availability so that you can do work function as well. Well, yeah, and we are worried about availability. I, I might not say maybe as much as they are, but we've got to we've got to stay concerned with availability, just like confidentiality and integrity. Mm-hmm. So our responsibilities encompass that, but they're much larger than than just availability. That's why we're cooler than way cooler, way, way cooler. cooler. I mean, just look at these beards. So one of the other cons that the article mentioned was that the, that CEOs typically stay less engaged with the day-to-day operations than the CIO does. When it, when it comes to the, the concept of, like, the IT services and the, um, the processes that, are, that, are, that go on in the daily businesses, most businesses depend on IT to perform their processes. So it would kind of make sense that the CIO is more engaged in the day-to-day than the it's CEO. It's a more intimate relationship. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So that was it, it was calling that a con because why would it call it a con? <laughs> well, w- the way I took it was maybe the CEO wouldn't be as in tune to the pain points that both the CISO and the CIO sure 
are coming to terms with or experiencing. Thus, whenever they are pitted against one another or if the two initiatives conflict or... Or you, know, or you have to decide which to put resources in, one or the other. Yeah, it, yeah. it makes it a little bit harder for the CEO to be as engaged or in tune. If you yeah, know. yeah. Because CEOs up here doing big picture. Yeah, their strategy, vision, their mission, ex- right. And then being the face of the company, right. So he may not be there when, you know, CIO Mike and CISO Brad are button heads or asking for resources, and he doesn't understand why I'm asking for more than security or vice versa. So. Yeah, yeah, and and I th- one one of the things that the article went into was the guidance and strategy provided by the, the CISO. If the CEO isn't as involved in the business as the CIO, uh, the CISO has got to be involved in business as well, but the two may be taking different paths, CISO and CIO, and if the CEO is not engaged, then they won't get the strategy and the guidance from the CISO that they that they need. Yeah, the... And... A CISO has to be so entwined and woven into what goes on at the organization. Because it's kind of like what we said in one of our definition videos. The CISO is ultimately responsible for a great deal of stuff. And it's not just operational because we have to take in business risk as well. So we have to have a more intimate knowledge of the business, top to bottom, left to right. Yeah. Because that's how you know whether or not someone can find a path in or whether you're or whether your business process is broken, right? Mm-hmm. So, whereas the CIO cares about routers are routing, switches are switching, firewalls are firewalling, <laughs> servers are serving, databases are databasing, yeah, applications are apping. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the article stepped into having the CISO report through the CIO next. Horrible idea. I don't agree with it necessarily, but that's because they can. Conf- there's a direct conflict of interest between the two. I agree. I agree. So I agree. So w- one of the things it's not was, the worst thing. No, no, no. Certainly not. But certainly I don't not. think it's the optimum right positioning for an org. Right. So when you report to the CEO, a lot of times that means you're going to get your own budget. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because we always security is always part of an IT budget. Right. Unless you report directly to the higher level. So if like if if you're in higher education or something like that the highest level of the organization is the school's board of directors or the school's chancellor or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. And then, you know, the CIO, the CISO, the CFO and all of them, they're kind of like vice chancellors or, or something like that. Is that vice presidents or whatever. Vice yeah. presidents. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's what I, that's what I've experienced is when the, when the CISO reports through the CIO, you share the budget and the CIO is ultimately in charge of the budget. So if he has more of an operation than he or she has a, more of an operations mindset, then there's going to be a ton dumped into operations and security may get the scraps. Security may have a line item in the budget, and that may be a thing, but usually when they report to the CIO, it's the CIO controlling the purse strings, and yeah. they don't get the resources they need. Um, we've, again, usually. That's been my experience. Yeah, I mean, we've been blessed in a lot of the organizations we're in or have been a part of because everyone that we've been in at a major enterprise level, the CISO has reported to the CIO. Yeah, yeah. And thankfully, we had good relationships with those mm-hmm. people, and they believed in what we were preaching, and they've bought in. So that makes it beneficial. Lord knows if I was 
I'd want to shoot myself if I reported to a CIO that didn't. Yeah, that didn't understand the need for a security team and and um, put the put the I resources, mean, the the mindset, uh, the the leadership behind it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, right. Those words. Words wording. Yeah. Uh, so some of the some of the specific pros that the article mentioned uh, for C, for uh, CISO reporting through the CIO. Um, it it gives a, a transparent chain of command for uh, for security matters that re- that apply to information security, right? Hmm. Um, oh yeah, and it, it helps keep everybody kind of on the same page in the middle of a lot of rapid changes. Um, t- today's environment changes occur very quickly, um, and we've got to manage all that. We have to keep it secure, but we have to have the changes be effective and operational at the same time. Especially uh, if you're a startup, man, because yeah, they got to be. If flexible. you're not, if you're, if you're not rapidly deploying and updating and being able to pivot as an organization, startups usually fail. In fact, right. that's usually what kills most of them. What inability to inability to flex to, to flex and do what they yeah. need to do. Yeah, um, they get really good visionaries that have really good ideas, and then they have mm-hmm. people that are set to a very certain way. And if when an idea is brand new, it's very fluid. Very true, yeah. So, so another one was with the CISO reporting through the CIO is that the CISO can draw from the CIO's IT experience and expertise and that kind of a thing, um, which I, th- I think I think we we we've experienced that in our um, careers. But I will say that we're not normal CISOs. No, right, and that we was, are I was much about, more technical than most CISOs. Th- and that's that's what I was about to get into. Was I don't I don't know if if our path is any different, um, but I've been in the middle of technical for decades. Old man. Yeah, that there's that the gray's coming out. Yeah. Well, I and I think that might have been one of the things that helped us in our situations where we were rep- where we were reporting to CIOs is. We know what we're talking about from a right. technical standpoint, so we can speak intelligently to it. Yeah. They don't think we're some policy pusher that's just trying to rain on their parade. Right, right. Which, that is, that's an unfortunate, um, I don't know. You know good and well you have seen CISOs that couldn't tell their whole... No, you're right. You're right. I mean, I've seen tons of CISOs that are, that are the... Couldn't no, spell IT. Right. They, they've got their policy and they harp on the policy, which, I mean, CISOs need to harp on the policy because those are those are legitimate decisions that have been made by leadership. Or yeah, some, but harping on it and being able to apply it are two very right, different things. Right, and, and the... Functional the, application of said policy. <laughs> and I know you and I have seen CISOs that will that'll just toss the policy out and then offer no guidance as to how to implement it or, or anything. And those, I'm those, still working on batch three. Or throw people under the bus. Okay, so some some cons that the article mentioned as far as the CISO reporting through the CIO. Um, there's the potential for the CISO to become siloed away from the rest of the organization and when everything filters through the conversations of the CIO, right? Especially um, if there's any, um, like, negative mojo mm-hmm. between Oh, them. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A CIO could certainly filter everything out. CISO has been streaming forward. about this vulnerability for months. Right. But I'm not telling anybody because it looks bad on my operation. Right, right. Thankfully, my experience, I've worked for CIOs that let me be involved in the conversations 
Um, they'll pass the ideas along when I can't be involved, and uh, and they'll bring me in on the conversations every chance I, I can. You wouldn't allow yourself to not be involved anyways. No, no, that, that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. You're very type A in that regard. Which is funny because I'm not in most others. Brad will be beta on almost all the things if he needs to be. Until just to, it matters. To avoid <laughs> confrontation. But you start talking about how we don't need to do that because that security thing isn't that important. And I t- he gets red in the Dagum hammer comes down. Yeah. Security and or Jesus and, and the hammer's coming down. Um, so the article also mentioned. Now I'm craving tacos. <laughs> what? Was that a. Uh, it was a Jesus joke in there. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. One of the other cons of the CISO reporting through the CIO is that the, the CISO may come in with more experience than the CIO and may know how to talk security better than the CIO, and the CIO might not like that. Uh, There's nothing worse than a C-level that feels like they're being either outdone or they people get defensive when they don't know things. Yeah. And they think it's a bad thing that they don't know things. Right. And so th- that is a con, but at the same time, I I usually try to hire people smarter than me so they can teach me things that I don't know so I can become a better person, right? Well, yeah, and that's one of the most – being in IT, being in security, that's one of the most valuable things for us as individuals to be able to know our limits, to know when we don't know something. Um, again, especially from a security perspective because you can run somebody in the wrong direction and lose all their data. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I'm sure someone has it, and for the ransom, you can get it back. Yeah, sure. That's 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 yeah. I once I once had a guy ask me, I was like, Mike, are you really going to hire that person? Because I think he might be smarter than us. <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly why I want to hire that person. Because the smarter people I have around me, the easier my life is. I can sure. focus on big vision from a security standpoint. It'll help you get things done. Um, and that's what that's what the article was was talking about. Was it may it may cause tension, which may cause security initiatives to get dropped or put on the back burner. Yeah, you know. So how about reporting to the chief financial officer? I personally have never been a part of an organization where security reported <clears throat> to that. Uh, I mean, maybe in a someone that falls under Finra, maybe you know some big financial wealth place because. Yeah. Maybe the CFO is better at realizing or nominalizing or quantitating or quantifying or, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, yeah, you, you keep going. Uh, taking, you know, the financial data that that particular organization does and tying a real nominal value to it so that they can assess risk better. Yeah. And, that plane. But that's. And I, I guess like, like you're saying, if, if the CFO is the one that can push the security initi- initiatives the best. I mean, I guess they have a direct tie-in to the to the financial side specifically. Yeah, they can yeah. help those line items get made. There's, there, if you're reporting to the CFO as a CISO, there is absolutely no reason you should say accounting didn't give me my budget. <laughs> but see, that's the thing about most most CFOs that, that I've experienced is the, the the good ones do everything they can to not spend a penny that doesn't need to be spent. Did you know that if we cut 10% of that fabric off, we can cut 20% of our cost? Right. Yeah, your sleeves would be a little short. And nobody wants to see any of that. Good old right. farmer tan. Yeah. So they came through and they said that, you know, a CFO pro 
was that it helps communications between the finance and the security team. Well, no doubt. Yeah, I imagine it would. Yeah, but will the finance team really realize it? Will they understand it truly? I don't know. And then the other one is uh, it can help reduce costs associated with cybersecurity. Most CFOs appreciate solutions that work but aren't costly. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, Because the CFO is not going to know. Right. CFOs are number people. Yeah, and You're going to go talk to your accountant and be like, hey, man, I just think we should mitigate this risk by doing this type of intrusion prevention. It's going to tie into our EDR and do this, that, and the other, and they're just going to glaze over. Yeah, they don't care. Cost. What's it going to cost? Like, lowest cost, technically acceptable, which I generally follow. And and the, the, the concept of return on investment is, is hard to to measure with a security team. You have to associate it with, we expect to have this much exposure from a risk point annually, and we didn't get that. So the profit is yeah. not having the cost. Right, right. So, I, so I, I, I personally know one organization that, is, that has sat down and figured out what it would cost for one of their branches to be down for an hour. Beautiful. Yeah, and that's amazing. Like That level of detail and... When you have that much information, you can say, if branch A is down for one hour, it costs us $1,200. Yeah. It'll cost us $400 to mitigate that risk a year. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. And it's, they're going to be down more than an hour over the course of a year probably. Right, so. right. But that, that helps guide the expenses that you put into your, your DR technologies and mm-hmm. your, your business continuity processes. Now, if you can show that data to a CFO... Dude, that's what I mean. That, and actually, the organization, the CFO is the one that came up with that. Yeah, And then the, that's true. the IT team uses that to help pick the uh, the tools, the product. Right, right. To, to pick their strategies and their, their focuses. So, um, let's talk about some of these cons. <laughs> I'll let you start with the first one. Okay, okay. So the, the first con that the article mentions is that and then I, I added that the CISO may need more authority. Those are my notes. It's I our interpretation. Our, our interpretation of this, of what the article is saying. I think that the CISO needs more authority than he might get working under a CFO. Um, and it could also lead to tension between the finance and the security teams as more security initi- initiatives are needed based on our rapid cha- rapidly changing industry. And the costs associated with that. Cyber is expensive, man. It is expensive. And the people to do the, the cybersecurity, they're expensive. Remember what we talked about last time. $3.5 trillion in 2015. Yeah, versus $15 trillion in 2023. Yeah, I know. So get, getting it done is expensive. And again, paying for the people to do it, they're high. The second one in our notes is... <laughs> It could make the security team seem more like a cost center right. than a business center. And right. that kind of goes back to what I mentioned just a second ago about, you know, where cybersecurity is profitable is that you didn't experience the loss or the shrink. Yeah. In retail, they call it shrink. You know, it's like right. theft. You don't experience the shrink that you would normally experience mm-hmm. because your cyber team did well. Right. If you were expecting a million dollars worth of shrink, but you spent 500 grand on cybersecurity, and you avoided that million-dollar right. incident. Then it was a success. That's a $500,000 success. Right, right. Or a negated cost, because finance people hate it when you say, oh, that's a $500,000 profit. It's like, well, no. Not really. Because you still had to spend the five hundred grand, and there was no revenue for it, which makes right. sense. It just means that we're in the black 500 as opposed to being in the red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So there's there's that, and then the last point that I've that they made in the note is that CFOs typically have no idea what goes on in IT or the security industry. Zero. Right. Right, and that's 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 just facts. I mean, they they spend their time in in the financial side of things, which has its own level of complexity that I'm not interested in. Um, I can't imagine they'd have the brain space to deal with learning cybersecurity as well as the financial side of things. I, I don't think it's a good idea for a CISO to report through a CFO. That's, out of the ones mentioned specifically in this article, that's probably the one that I think is the worst. Yeah. But also, they, they left one out that I thought was kind of glaring. CIO, I can understand. Mm-hmm. I've seen that before. CEO is where I believe. CEO, boardroom, you know, the highest responsible folks or person in an organization is what we believe in full heartedly. But they they didn't mention like a chief risk officer, which is more and more mainstream these days. Yeah. 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 And so the chief risk officer would understand the organizational leadership's tolerance or appetite for risk and then could align or could help the CISO align the security initiatives to keep their operations in line with the risk tolerance or to go after certain risks that uh, that may benefit the organization? I think if I had to choose, CEO boardroom would be, not boardroom, CEO um, board members or board yeah. would be my 1A. And if I had to pick a 1B, I'd probably put them under a risk officer if they couldn't be there on C-level directly. And then after that, I'd say CIO. Yeah. Yeah. Because the risk officer is doing the same thing we do. He's just doing it for the organization abroad, whereas we are very... We're focused on informational and risk to information assets. He's focused on organization risk overall. Mm -hmm. We'd be a part of what he's got going on. Yeah, he or she, sorry. So yeah, guys, that's, that's kind of our thought process about where we feel a chief information security officer should, should report. Um, Obviously, we think they should be a C-level, hence mm-hmm. the name, Chief Information Security Officer. But if they're not reporting directly to the CEO or the board, it has to be a risk officer, and then maybe a CIO is third. Uh, you're going to get, if you have a CISO that is able to actually collaborate with people, and your CIO is as well, and they have a good relationship, having both of them go to the CEO is going to net you the best yeah. response, in my opinion. And that's been viewed daily through our organizations and what we've seen. Right. Um, how about this? I've noticed that a lot more boards are getting CISOs on the board. Yeah, that, I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I, I, the boards that I've seen have been typically made up of of senior senior level individuals that have a lot of experience in whatever industry their organization is mm-hmm. in um, often you find some retirees that have time to be on boards and things like that I, I see that as well and a lot of times these individuals haven't had the time to get focused into security that security professionals have mm-hmm. so having a CISO on a, on a board or a security professional on a board in some capacity um, it's almost necessary in, yeah. Especially if you're dealing in any kind of regulated industry, you're dealing with any kind of 
privacy information. Because that's the top of the top. And then yeah. you have a security-minded person as part of that group. Yeah. And that's where you're really going to get legit buy-in because anybody can say they believe in security and preach it, but that's mm-hmm. just because they know it's a necessary evil, right? Whereas if you have someone that's actually passionate about it and they're on the board, like we've had several organizations reach out to us about being on their board specifically as a CISO yeah. perspective. That way they could help uh, um, identify and mitigate mm-hmm. IT risk as it as it comes up. So um, interesting, yeah. So I think the, the gist of it all is the CISOs need to report as high as possible in the organization to be able to drive security initiatives in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. And we agree. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Do us a favor. If you haven't already hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. It helps spread the content across the interwebs, helps other people that may not know as much as you learn something or someone that might disagree with us might see it and comment and give us more uh, communication and collaboration and difference of opinions and ideas. Uh, one of the main things that I'm actually interested in hearing is we, we specifically talk about the CISO reporting to the CEO, the CFO, and the CIO. Where have you guys seen a CISO report to? And how successful was it in that organization yeah, based on your experience? Yep. Because just because we haven't seen one report to a certain group and be successful does not mean that that is the case for all of those situations. Um, and while we have a wide breadth of experience, there's always outliers and yeah, those cases. There's always other ideas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, please post in the comments below. We'd love to hear them. And uh, if you have any specific topics or things you wish for us to talk about, we'd love to see those as well. So until next time, just remember, security is achievable. See ya.